Welcome to the Doggy Dan Podcast Show, helping you unleash the greatness within your dog. Hello and welcome everybody. I'm Doggy Dan. Thanks ever so much for tuning into this podcast show number two, which is all about toilet training. And Look, I'm actually really excited about putting this podcast together, I think for a number of reasons. Firstly, because there is actually an awful lot of information to share with you. Um, toilet training is a pretty big, big topic. There's so many little tips and, uh, and things to understand, but there's also some pretty fundamental concepts, which I'm going to talk to you about very, very soon. I also, um, I guess, having been in the game for a number of years now, I know how many people ring me up in an absolute desperate state. Who, they're, they're people who absolutely love their little puppies or their dogs, but they're absolutely tearing their hair out in despair because they just cannot figure out how to stop their uh, puppy or their dog toileting inside the house. So I know how many uh, people are out there. I know those many of you listening are probably in that state right now. And uh, the good news is there's some really, really um, powerful stuff which is going to be able to um, help you turn everything around. Now, before we kick off, a little reminder, the show notes for what I'm talking about here can be found at www.doggydan.com forward slash show two, or you can go to doggydan.com and do a search. So what's coming up? Well, I'm going to start with a little bit of basic understanding of your puppy or your dog and understanding why they're actually toileting in the house, because this is, this is really fascinating, to be honest. There's I'm going to talk about two different reasons why they toilet in the house. The first is because you've got a puppy and uh, they basically don't know any better. They're not sure where they're meant to be going and that's the toilet training side of it. But the other aspect is where you have an older dog very often and it may be a puppy, maybe a six-month-old puppy or an eight-month-old puppy, but usually it's an older dog, one year or above, and they've been toilet trained and then suddenly, quite often, they suddenly start toileting in the house and you think, hang on. This isn't really toilet training. My dog knows where to go toilet, but they're choosing to go inside the house. And this is actually what I'd call dog psychology. So there's two aspects to toilet training. Most people only ever cover off the first um, side of it, the toilet training. I'll, I'll explain to you why your dog is toilet training in the house and what you've got to do to um, to stop that happening. And it's not that complicated, to be honest. The other thing we'll go through is my basic toilet training routine, which is basically the sort of routine you put in place to make sure your puppy um, learns where they're meant to go. We'll have a look at why shouting at your dog um, when they've made a mistake gets you absolutely nowhere. Then we'll talk about, I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit about basically breaking the habit. How do you get from the situation, the position where your puppy's just peeing and pooing wherever they want, all over the carpet, all over the floors, to, um, to getting a successful routine in place. And then we'll cover off basically the nighttime situation where your puppy's going toilet in the nighttime. And throughout the whole uh, podcast, I'll be throwing in all sorts of tips uh, to help you Make it a, a wonderful experience because once it starts happening, it's actually quite a, a, a buzzy feeling when you see a little puppy or your dog taking themselves out on their own to go toilet in the garden. So first of all, let's just talk a little bit about understanding your puppy and your dog and, and the reasons why they'll toilet inside the house. I mean, of course, if you've got an eight-week-old puppy who knows no better, they will just sort of toilet and wee where they want to go whenever they feel like it. However, 
there's a lot of people, and I'm going to cover off exactly how to turn all of that sort of the basic, I call that the basic toilet training. I'll chat in a second about how to turn that all around. But there are a lot of people listening to this who are in a different situation. You've got an older dog. They've been toilet trained, as we mentioned before, and now they've suddenly started weeing or purring inside the house, and it seems like it's deliberate. Very often it may be they're doing it on the bed or they're doing it on your shoes, and you're sort of thinking this is a, a very deliberate sort of almost it feels like they're marking their territory. Quite often they'll be picking off the long, youngest member of the house, so they'll be weeing on maybe their, your young children's beds, um, and it feels very different from sort of they're desperate to go to the toilet and they don't know where they're going to go. A really good example of this is when I was on the way to a consultation, I had a bit of time to spare, so I, I got out my book and I was lying in a park in the sunshine with my dogs running around, just reading my book, and, and this dog came over, came came towards me, and uh, I saw him actually creep out of a, the ba a fence, there was a bit of a gap in the fence, and he came over, and I thought he seemed a nice dog, and me being me, I was very relaxed as he came over and was sniffing around, sniffing nearby me, I just carried on reading my book. Next thing I knew, I could feel... I could feel this wet wetness on my leg and I could hear this pitter-patter noise. There he was, he was cocking his leg, peeing all over me. He was peeing all down my thigh. I thought, you little rotter. I mean, me being me, again, I'm, I just love dogs, so I, I understood exactly what he'd done. And it was, he was saying, I'm the pack leader, I'm in charge around here. This was not toilet training. That's the point I want to make. And that's why I made a blog and put it on my doggydan.com blog. You can have a look. You can actually see the dear dog there. Because um, I took a photo of him because I thought, I oh, know this, this, this summarizes very clearly that this dog, it was not toilet training. He knew there was plenty of grass. He knew that that was really, you know, the grass is where he's meant to be going. Toilet training. But he was saying, I'm the pack leader. He was marking me. And that's a pack leadership thing where, as I'm saying, uh, saying earlier, you've got to become the pack leader to stop that sort of behavior. Another thing which happens a lot of the time is it occurs sort of as soon as you leave the house. So you may walk out the house for five or ten minutes or be gone for a couple of hours. When you come back, there's a big uh, poo in the, on the middle of the carpet in the front room. On, and you're thinking, what are they trying to communicate to me? A lot of people say that they're angry with you or they're upset or they're they're uh, you know, it's a vengeful um, act, but it's not quite that, as I'm going to explain. If a dog believes that they are, let's just say, the pack leader, then what happens is one of the sort of functions of that dog is as the pack leader, they should be sort of oft, very often, and of course, all dogs are different, which is why not every dog is doing this, but very often dogs who are the pack leaders believe or um, just through sort of nature, they mark their territory. They scent mark it. They give it their sort of, um, it's a bit like a graffiti tag. Or we put wallpaper on our walls. They give it their mark. Um, we put, you know, we, we scent ourselves with perfumes. Um, and dogs mark their territory in the wild. So they're saying, this is my place. This is my den. If a dog thinks they're the pack leader, they will be far more likely to go around marking. Now, uh, male dogs, I believe male dogs who are not neutered will, will mark an awful lot more. Um, but this could also be a female dog doing this. It's when they think they're the pack leader, they will do it far, far more often. So the secret to stopping that behavior is show your dog that you are the pack leader. And I'll go through exactly how you can go that, um, figure out how to do that in a second. The other um, 
time where where older dogs will suddenly start marking their territory is often when you're not in the house and again this comes back to the fact that if a dog believes that they're the pack leader and uh, one of their functions is to look after the pack which includes you the other members of the house now if you walk out the house to go to the shops for half an hour and they can't follow you because they're stuck inside and you've locked the door they become very stressed they've effectively lost a member of their pack now in the wild if one of the younger members, say a puppy in the wolf pack or the, the dog pack, wanders off from the den, the way that puppy would find their way back is sometimes the, the older dogs would maybe bark so they can listen and follow their way come back. But the other way is they will follow their nose. So they will follow the scent. And the scent they're picking up on is often the wee and the poo. And so when a dog marks in the middle of the carpet with a poo, you can almost bet your bottom dollar that what they're doing is saying, hey, you must be lost. Let me help you come back by following the scent. You see, dogs don't use navman. They don't use signposts. They don't use maps. To find their way back, they use scent. So if you're lost, it makes total sense for your dog to say, hey, look, follow your nose back to the den. And again, the way you stop this behavior is by becoming the pack leader. So if you find yourself in this situation where it's really a case of brushing up on your dog's psychology and understanding how to give your dog the message that you are the pack leader rather than just doing more and more toilet training with your dog, then there's a couple of options. You can go to my free podcast, which is called Become the Pack Leader Introduction. And there you'll just get a better understanding of why, again, it's so important to become the pack leader and how it'll help with so many different areas of training your dog and working with your dog or you can go and actually listen to those five golden rules i've got of becoming the pack leader and i've got them in audio form and video form and as well as about 140 other videos on all sorts of different topics and lots of other information inside my video website which is called www.theonlinedogtrainer.com and all those audios on becoming the pack leader are stored in there if you're listening to this and you've got a little puppy and the only issue you, that you've got right now is the toilet training and you're thinking, yep, I don't, it's not a pack leader issue here for me, I still suggest very strongly you get this uh, Become the Pack Leader introduction and rules one through five under your belt so you understand them because that's what's going to prevent so many issues later on in life. That's my passion. That's my joy, sharing that information with you. So that's enough of that because everything else in this podcast now is going to be all about toilet training, little puppies really who don't understand simply where they're meant to, to be going toilet. It's nothing to do with sort of dog psychology in terms of who's the pack leader. It's simply they're little puppies and they're not sure where they're meant to be going. So what I'll run through is what I call the basic toilet training routine. And it's probably best summarized uh, by this little saying that I read somewhere, which basically said, you're responsible for deciding when your puppy should go. You're responsible for getting them there. You're responsible for where they should go. You're responsible for encouraging them to go. You're responsible for rewarding them. And then you're responsible for any mistakes. If they make a mistake, it's effectively your responsibility. And uh, you need to <laughs> figure out how to get them uh, in the right place at the right time when they need to go. It's a bit like, at the end of the day, it's a bit like training a child. And for those who know a little bit about me, you know I've written a book called What the Dogs Taught Me About Being a Parent. And this 
was totally one of those areas which really made me smile because we had a one-year-old child, or we've got a one-year-old child right now and a three-year-old, and they're both, uh, well, they're totally different stages of toilet training. One is just a little bit of encouragement and one's still wearing nappies. Um, but there was a stage not long ago, maybe six months ago, where I was using rewards for, for both the puppy, when, he, when little Moses, he was a couple of, what, six months, four months old probably he was, and uh, I'm using rewards for Moses when he's going toilet outside, and I'm rewarding the children for doing well. And at one point, I had a little bit of chocolate Easter egg and a, a little dog biscuit, and I nearly gave Stanley, my son, the dog biscuit, and I nearly gave Moses the piece of chocolate. And I thought, hang on, switch that around. Good boy, Moses, there's your little treat for doing well done, Stanley. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of similarities, but the big one is probably that it's just like with children. It's your responsibility. If you're lucky, you may have an eight, nine, ten-week-old puppy um, who is almost toilet trained. They, they've come from a wonderful breeder or they've come from a rescue center or wherever they've come from. And they just seem to have this natural understanding of you don't toilet inside on the carpets, you go outside. However, the vast majority of people, including myself, when I picked up dear Moses, he, he would go outside. But there was a lot of effort involved in getting him toilet trained. And there still is now... I mean, he's he's pretty he's brilliant now. He's six months old, but there's been a lot of effort, and I still have to uh, do a lot of things just to keep him on the straight and narrow. As I'll talk about in a minute, it's very easy to fall off the wagon when you think your dog got it and they haven't actually um, really got everything uh, nutted down, and it's not really um, embedded deep enough for you to be able to take your foot off the. The, the accelerator so you've got to keep working at it until you're absolutely certain that you don't have to worry about your dog because a lot of little puppies have not got big bladders they've, they've got tiny little bladders you know they can only hold half an egg cup full and they have to go quite regularly so for some people it may be a case of you you know with Moses when he was eight weeks old we had to take him almost every 15 minutes when he was walking around so so that just gives you an idea other people you may be only needing to take your puppy once an hour. But that's something that, again, you have to figure out. Even if you start writing down how often your your puppy or your dog toilets, it's a good idea. You get a real good picture of, hang on, they're actually going every about 25 minutes. Then you know, take your dog out, you know, before they're going to go need to go again. So that's the basic toilet routine, um, training routine. And I'm going to go through it in a lot more detail, but in a nutshell, let's just take, uh, let's just go to the beginning. You think your dog may need to go to the toilet. First of all, if you need to pick your puppy up, then just do that. Don't get stressed about getting them outside. Just pick them up, walk them out to the area that you want them to go, put them down on the grass or the concrete or whatever it is that, where you want them to go, and then just use a word. So you can use whatever word you want. Use a very calm word. Go wee-wees, be clean, empty, busy, busy. Some hilarious words people use there. And it's best if the fa all the family use the same word. And one little thing that you can do is, is use a jar and put some treats in a jar and put that jar outside. So that if you get outside and you realize you've forgotten the rewards, because you should be rewarding your dog when they go. If you've forgotten the reward and you run back inside to get the reward, what often happens is the puppy follows you in. And by the time you get back out, they've actually gone inside on the carpet. So have a jar of treats stationed outside somewhere high where, they, where the dog can't get to them. If it's a glass jar, make sure it's safe and they can't uh, break the jar. And then you can just take your puppy out and remember, oh, yeah, there's the jar over there. And you want to be giving them the treat as soon as they go wee-wees. Don't do it when they're midstream. Wait till they're finished. And when they're actually going, just stay very calm. 
You just have to... It, a lot of it is about staying calm and relaxed. You see, if you stress your dog out, your puppy out, when they're trying to go, it's very easy for your dog to become a bit stressed and suddenly they won't go. I mean, it's no different from a human. If you, if you feel like you're under pressure to go to the toilet, chances are you're not going to be able to go. If you feel like everyone's screaming and shouting at you like you're on a stage, you, you know, you'll get stage fright and you'll freeze and freeze up. So stay very relaxed. You know, don't don't be going, go, Weewees, come on, come on, Moses, you know, whatever your dog's called, Rover, Rover, Wee, come on, come on, Rover, come on, come on quickly. You'll stress your dog out, stay very calm, relaxed. You may find that um, they wander around a bit, that's absolutely fine. To start with, just let them sort of go, if they go anywhere outside, you should count your blessings, rather than sort of trying to fix them into one specific spot. It's much easier once they've got the habit of weeing outside generally in the garden to then start narrowing it down to a smaller area just be grateful that they're doing it outside and they're not doing it in the carpets to start with now another um, concept to, to think about is setting your puppy up to win or setting yourself up to win and this is just about managing the situation and the setup that you've got so that your puppy has got the least amount of distance to walk to get outside to the toilet you see a lot of the time we often um, will position the puppy's cage or crate or pen or area that they're in a long, long way from the, the, the area that we want them to go toilet. Now, when you do this, it makes it incredibly hard for a young puppy. A young puppy isn't going to walk, you know, 15, 20 meters out that door, down the corridor, through the kitchen, out towards the back door area, and then out that door, down the steps to the toilet. They are not going to go that far. They can, they'd probably get lost Little eight-week-old puppies basically won't stray more than a couple of yards from their pen very often, or, you know, five or ten meters, or just that room. So you've, if you want your puppy to start wandering out to the area where you want them to go toilet, you need to position it right by that door or very close to it. So set them up to win if it's summer and you can leave the, uh, the door open so they can just wander out when they need to. That's not a bad option. Um, but but certainly don't set them up so far away that there's no chance of them starting to develop this habit of when they need toilet, they take themselves out because that's ultimately where you're trying to get to. And of course, if it's if it's a wet, cold, wintry time that you're uh, trying to train your puppy, you may want to consider some sort of cover for your dog. A lot of dogs, especially little dogs who don't have a lot of uh, uh, fur or uh, thick coats, they they do get cold and they don't like going out into the rain to go toilet. So you may want to consider a little undercover area. It's a bit of an effort, but you may well find it's well worth it. It doesn't have to be expensive. It can be something quite simple. Now, in terms of timing, how often to take your puppy? I've already touched on the fact that for a lot of people, you know, it's every 15 minutes. I've even worked with a dog where it was a lovely, uh, it was a Dalmatian who, no, sorry, a Doberman, and he... His puppy actually toileted seven times in about half an hour. It was quite incredible. If you've got that going on and it continues for a long time, you may want to go to the vets, get your uh, puppy checked out. But, you know, a, a puppy who toilets every 10, 15 minutes, it's not un, unheard of. If they have a big drink, you know, that can happen. Moses would sleep, probably, Moses is my uh, puppy. Um, well, he's a puppy at the minute, he's six months old. But he would have a big drink. Uh, when he woke up, he'd have an hour's sleep, and then he'd wake up, he'd go and have a drink, and then he could quite easily wee sort of three, maybe even four times in an hour before he'd fall back to sleep. So you'll start soon start to get a, a feel for how often your puppy needs to go toilet. 
Um, and what I would suggest is once you've got an idea that it's every 15 or 20 minutes, you start setting that alarm. So whether it's your iPhone or a little uh, timer or something like that, you set this alarm, which just reminds you it's been another 20 minutes, time to take the dog out. Because the second you start forgetting, you know, you, you just, you're just setting yourself up to fail because your, your puppy pees and poos on the floor and suddenly you think, oh, yeah, of course, it's been 25 minutes. And I've seen it so many times, it's so easy to, to forget. But uh, when your puppy needs to go, if they haven't got access to the outside or if they're not really in that habit of, uh, of taking themselves out, they will go. Just like a human, if you, when you need to go, you've really got to go and uh, your puppy's no different. You, you can't tell them off if they needed to go and they, they couldn't get out. Now, I mentioned at the at the start that I wanted to touch on why shouting at your dog will get you nowhere. And the reason for this is that there's so many people I work with who have shouted at their dog, tapped their dog on the bottom, told their dog off, even rubbed their dog's nose in the wee or whatever. And, and I've asked people, has it worked? And the answer's always been no. And look, it makes kind of sense when you understand that a dog is not being naughty. Um, when they toilet inside the house, that they basically don't know where they're meant to be going, that they that the telling them off in that manner doesn't really help them because by shouting at them or rubbing their nose in it or, or tapping them on the bottom or whatever, whatever people do to say to their dog, I don't want you to toilet on the carpet. Sure, the dog understands not to toilet on the carpet, but that you have not shown your dog where they are supposed to go. In other words, they know not to go in the carpet next to maybe the cupboard. So they try somewhere else because they're bursting to go. They have to go. So they try a different place. They maybe go just in front of the settee and then they get told no and they get told off. So they don't know. They then know not to go on the carpet near the cupboard and not to go just in front of the settee. So they think, well, maybe I'll try and go on the carpet by the front door. The point is, by showing your dog where you do want them to go, that is probably the the most powerful thing you can do. And that's why, as I was saying before, it's through rewarding your dog that you're really going to get there um, in terms of the training. So really focus on positive reinforcement using treats. That's why I talked about that jar of treats. And don't be mean with your treats. Don't use the same boring little food treats that they get for their dinner. I mean, you can do, but it's far more powerful if you use amazing treats. There's lots of lovely things like chicken and tiny, tiny, teeny little pieces of cheese or little bits of bacon, stuff which isn't going to upset your, your puppy's tummy. I mean, we're dealing with eight-week-old eight puppies here and six-month-old puppies. So if you've got an eight-week-old puppy, for sure, you may want to stick to some more uh, bland foods. But, uh, but just remember, there's always high-end rewards, which will motivate your dog a lot, lot more. And what you're really trying to do is get your puppy to understand if you wee on the grass, you will get a little piece of chicken. And once your dog gets that, they go, wow. So if I wee on the grass, you give me chicken, we've got a deal. Brilliant. I will wee on the grass as much as I can. But to achieve that, you have to A, take your dog out to the grass, put them on it, and then you have to really motivate them with that cheese. And uh, you have to repeat, repeat, repeat. And uh, usually a couple of weeks is a good length of time in terms of how long do we have to do this for, be, you know, before, you know... Um, it's a habit. And, and when I say two weeks, I'm talking about two weeks without a single mistake. When you've done that, then you can expect that your dog's starting to get in the pattern. But uh, just keep focusing back. So many people will have forgotten about food treats within a couple of months. 
or you'll use them up to a point and then when you think your dog's got it you'll start laying off and stop using the food treats no go back to those food treats at the end of the day you work for money in your job if your boss stopped paying you you'd probably stop working quite quickly and dogs aren't that much different i mean once they're in a real habit and they're much older sure they're happy to toilet outside but at that very young age, those food treats are what keep motivating them to, to really get into that habit. And it's the high-end treats which really work a lot more, more uh, powerfully. Now, the other thing regarding uh, not shouting at your dog is it's sort of the opposite. When you're trying to get your dog to go to the toilet, I mentioned before about staying calm. So just when, when your dog is not going, by all means say, go weavies, come on, go weavies. And then just pause and wait and relax. One, uh, before we moved to the house we're in now, we lived in a, a fairly small house with a tiny little garden out the front. Well, it was a tiny little piece of grass about the size of a tennis table, um, table tennis table. It was minute. And to get my, my, my big dog, it was using it as a toilet, which was always, uh, it's always helpful. If you can get another dog to actually toilet in that area, you'll be amazed how quickly your puppy picks up on the scent and says, ah, this is where you go toilet. I'll start toileting here, sir. There's a little tip. My big dog had been toileting there for a long time. I knew it was quite big enough area for my little dog to go, Inca, Inca she was called. And, but when I took her there, she wouldn't. And as soon as we walked away from that area, she seemed to go on the pebbles where I didn't really want her to go. And there was one day I, st I knew she'd just had a breakfast and a dinner. I knew she would be going in the next sort of 20 minutes, half hour. And I literally sat there for maybe 15, 20 minutes before she went. And when she went, she got the biggest reward of a little piece of chicken, a little piece of bacon, a couple more biscuits. She got the message. The next time we walked down there after breakfast, she was straight into it. She got her rewards again and again and again. So sometimes you do have to make that effort. You can't be rushing toilet training you can't be rushing it before you uh, race off to work. You've got to be calm and relaxed and give your puppy a little bit of time. Now, if you do see your puppy making a, having a mistake, I mean, it depends how young they are and it depends how uh, confident they are. You know, you don't want some little puppies. You, all you need to be doing is, is saying to them, no, and that's quite enough. You pick them up, take them outside. If they're mid-flow, they'll probably stop and then you can take them out, outside and hopefully they'll finish off. So if, you've, if you think your puppy's just gone and made a mistake, then, you know, you may find that just taking them over to it very calmly and saying no, but don't scare them. I mean, that little no is probably more than enough for them to understand that you don't want them toileting where they've been. If they're actually doing it, by all means, you just say the word no or whatever word you want to use, but don't scare the living daylights out of them. It won't help. What actually tends to happen is if they're really, really terrified that they're going to be told off or have their nose rubbed in it or something horrible like that, then they will actually start doing it where you can't see. And, you know, they'll start weeing and pooing out of sight, maybe behind the settee, behind the sofa, so they don't get told off. And uh, that's not a good thing at all, because then it becomes even harder to know when, they, when they've uh, had an accident. Uh, the other thing is, I'm not sure how often this does happen, but certainly it's, it's, it's a common theory that a lot of dogs who eat their own feces, their own pee and uh, their own poo, have been told off. So they actually, uh, they poo, they make a mistake, and then they start to eat it. So I strongly suggest that you don't tell your dog off because that's the last thing you want is them trying to hide the mess that they've made by re-eating it. Uh, not a nice situation at all.
Now, another little tip is if you feel like your dog it takes a wee while to go to the toilet and you're on a um, surface such as concrete or paving stones and it's summer, you can always leave your puppy out there if it's a smaller area and then you can actually see when they've actually gone for a wee because it kind of shows up on the concrete. Obviously on the grass, that's not, gonna, that's not going to work. The other thing regarding getting your puppy or your dog to go in one area is, as I mentioned before, to start with, just be grateful that they're doing it outside. But it's not complicated to get your dog to go in a certain area. You can take them over to, say you've got a little, um, maybe an area of long grass or um, around the back of the house or something. You just take them to that area. Hang, they'll tend to hang around with you. But you do this when they're a little bit older and they've understood the word. They've sort of got that association with the word go weavies, go toilets. And if they're with you in that area and they do it in that area repeatedly and you reward them for doing it in that area, whether it's the long grass or behind the house, they will just start doing that automatically. You could consider putting them on a little bit of a lead. You want to be careful, though, that it's not a, a lead which tightens and stresses your dog out. Another thing you can consider doing, if you've just got a flat lawn or a flat courtyard area, is to get a piece of uh, wood, maybe a piece of two by four, so a fairly solid piece of wood, maybe two pieces, and you just kind of uh, um, lay them on the ground, creating a clear mark on the ground which your dog has to step over. And when they then go into that area, you say, good dog, go toilets. They start going in that area, and then you slowly move those pieces of wood creating a smaller and smaller space. And if you move them only six inches uh, every day, your dog will hardly notice. And uh, within a very short space of time, your dog will be going in an area. You don't want to make it too small. I mean, this, if it's too small an area, they, they will kind of think, well, this is ridiculous, ridiculously small. But uh, over time, you can um, make it quite a small area. And you want to keep that area fairly clean. Sometimes a, a, little, bit of a, a little bit of mess down will actually uh, you know, encourage the puppy or the dog that this is the area, this is the toilet. It'll keep them re reminding them. But uh, you want to keep it nice and clean. Dogs don't like a lot of mess. I've noticed my dogs, if I leave too much mess down, they start going somewhere else. They pretty much say, well, if we're not careful, we're gonna, if we have to walk over there, we're going to stand in some. So they, they uh, choose another area. Now, one last thing before I, I finish this little section is training, poppy, to, toilet training, I nearly said potty training. Toilet training is very much like, much like training a child. It takes patience, it takes time. And a lot of people, when they think that the puppy or the dog has got it, start to take their foot off the accelerator. In other words, they stop putting the effort in. And especially around that sort of five to six month mark, when your puppy or dog can start making more mistakes, You've really got to go back to the basics. So it's almost at five or six months when you've got the, you know, a couple of months of really good behavior under your belt and your dog seems to have it. Don't give up. Almost put even more effort in. You know, Go hard because you're almost at the finish line. And if you put another couple of weeks of hard work in or a couple of months, your dog will have it and then you'll be there. You'll be safe and sound. So don't, don't let off before uh, your dog has really got the habit. The last thing you want is your dog to have a relapse at sort of five or six months, because you, then you really start getting stressed and frustrated with the whole situation. Now, if you're right in the middle of a stage where it's all going pear-shaped and your puppy or your dog is peeing and pooing everywhere and you're trying to break the habit, then you may, or, or you may be, have a young puppy and you just want to get off to the perfect start, but you may want to consider the use of a small crate or a pen, um, a basically an area which is closed off. And a lot of people do crate training with their puppies and, you know, the crates have got their place. They're, they can be very, very useful and a lot of puppies love them. What the crate does or the pen or the closed off area does is it 
pretty much prevents the puppy or the dog from running around and moving too much. I mean, if it's a very small um, crate, your puppy can pretty much lie there, stretch out, turn around, but they can't sort of stand up and walk. And that means that there's far, far less um, chance of your puppy going to the toilet. One is because you know they don't want to poo or pee in their own bed very, very usually that's the case and the other thing is when they're not walking you're not they're not agitating and getting that bladder moving once they start walking that's when they'll actually go to the toilet which kind of ties in with the the toilet training routine i talked about earlier probably should have mentioned that you know you, you should pretty quickly become aware of the times your puppy needs to go to the toilet and that's when they wake up first thing in the morning. You should be taking them last thing at night. But it's also as soon as they wake up from a sleep, very often that's when they will go. So within seconds or within a minute of waking up from the sleep and starting walking, they will go to the toilet. So you can kind of control that if they're in a pen or a crate or a small area. And when you control it, you basically, as soon as you, you let them out of that crate, you take them outside to the toilet. They either go toilets or if you think, hang on, they need to go pretty soon, you may well consider putting them back in the crate or the pen and, uh, and, and taking them out again 10 or 15 minutes' time when you think, yep, they'll definitely go now. If they're in a crate, sort of, you know, two metres by two metre area, um, you could also position that crate in an area with a, maybe a tarpaulin underneath, which prevents any mistakes soaking through into the carpet, or you could put the, the crate or the pen on a wooden floor, I mean, choosing the surface is, a, is a, a quite important. You know, you can take up um, all the rugs and carpets to prevent any urine soaking into those. But if you've got a wooden floor or an area of lino, I strongly suggest you make that the area where, you know, your puppy is going to make all the mistakes. If you've got a carpet, you can take them up. It could well be worth, if it's easy enough to do, if it's a small carpet, roll it up, pull it down later. And certainly if you've got a big rug like a thick shag pile carpet, Roll it up when your puppy first arrives in your home and don't put it back down until they're maybe six or eight months old. Because once the urine goes into those thicker carpets, those shag pile carpets sort of thing, it really soaks in. It's very, very hard to get it out. Um, dogs, I think almost dogs see that big fluffy carpet as almost like grass. You know, they sort of say, well, this seems like a good place to go. And uh, yeah, once they start, it seems very hard to stop them. So using the pen, the crate, you, you kind of keep them in the area. It's almost just controlling the environment. You're keeping the, the puppy in the area you want. Obviously, another thing to do is consider closing doors to all the other rooms in the house. You don't want to be letting your, your dog wander down to the far end of the house because that is when they'll start going to the toilet. They'll see it as sort of an indoor toilet area, nothing to do with where they live. Uh, the fact that you seem to be using that as your lounge won't, won't occur to them. They'll see it as being a long way from their little den and they won't mind toileting there at all. So consider closing doors around the house, controlling the environment. That's how you're going to break the habit. And I've mentioned already about the distance it takes for your puppy to get to their toilet is absolutely crucial. So you don't want them having to be walking down corridors, up and down stairs, through rooms. You want it to be real close. If it's going to be a really long distance, if you're in an apartment, then for sure you may want to consider the use of potty pads or fake grass or something like that. So your dog at least starts to learn this is an area that they go toilet. And then you can just take those potty pads or the fake grass and put it outside at a later date and they should pick up on the connection between, ah, here's my new toilet, it seems to be outside. 
Now, the last little tip to do with uh, breaking the habit really comes down to the cleaning of the environment that, you know, you want to be um, cleaning up the place as much as you can. And, you know, not all sprays are created equal. There are sprays uh, which will just mask the smell, but there's other sprays which will both mask the smell, get, get rid of the smell, but also remove um, sort of the real fecal matter, the bacteria in the carpet or the floor, which is what sort of attracts the dog back to that area. And they're called, um, I think you want to be checking for something called enzyme remover, but chat to, chat to the people who you're buying the product from and ask them, has it got an enzyme remover? Does it just mask the smell? Or, you know, just do a bit of uh, digging, a bit of research, because you really want to be getting rid of all both the smell and the uh, sort of bacteria in the carpet. So there's no sort of attraction for your dog to go back to that area. Now, no podcast would be complete without a couple of tips on uh, what to do when your puppy does make a, a mistake. I'm talking in terms of cleaning it up. If your dog does a wee on the carpet, this is how I would clean it up. I would get a box of kitchen roll or t toilet tissues or toilet roll and soak up as much of it as you can. Because by doing that, you literally remove about 90, 95% of the, the liquid from the carpet. Whatever you do, don't just add water straight away. Soak up 95% of it in, in that cloth, and then you can use a little bit of water and, uh, and use that spray to sort of, uh, again, um, dilute it a little bit and soak out as much as you can. Then give it a good spray with the enzyme remover to, uh, to kill any bacteria off. But, uh, yeah, the biggest mistake I think you can make is just diluting it all and making the whole carpet sopping wet, and you haven't actually soaked much out. Okay, so on to the last topic, which is really about nighttime toileting and what to do in the, in over the night when your puppy may need to go to the toilet or they're toileting in their crate. It's a pretty horrendous situation. If you've ever found your dog who has um, actually pooed in the crate and they've made a complete mess everywhere, I've been there. I've worked with a lot of people who've uh, you know had the same situation. Poor puppy stressed out. There's poo everywhere. It's a nightmare. So first of all, just think about when you're feeding your puppy or your dog because if you feel like your puppy is going um, number two, a poo in the night, there's a couple of options you've got. First of all, you can try moving your, your last feed to about maybe four o'clock in the afternoon. That way, hopefully with a bit of luck, you'll be able to take your dog out at five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten o'clock at night before they go to sleep and then they'll be empty and uh, they may just need a wee in the middle of the night, but not a poo. The other option, which is where, where I'm sort of at, Moses doesn't seem to, to go for his last poo before he goes to sleep. And so where I'm taking him out at something like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, and he's 6 months old, and that's just the reality of dog training for me. I'm out there with my uh, jacket on and my uh, umbrella because it's winter here at the minute, helping Moses uh, get it right every time by taking him out every single night, and I've been doing that for 4 months now. So... <clears throat> But that's that's all good. He as he grows up, the bladder becomes stronger. They can hold on for longer, and I think he's almost getting to that stage now. He he does go, but I, I think he could probably hold on. But I don't want to take that chance, is what I was saying earlier. So I'd rather, you know, play it safe, do it for another month or so, a month or two, and then start taking my foot off the accelerator. So there are your two main options. One is, like I say, feed him a lot earlier. The other one is take him out for a, um, a toilet stop in the middle of the night. You can consider taking your dog's water up. You might want to check with your vet, make sure your dog hasn't got some specific um, issue, which makes that a, an absolute no-no. But, I mean, generally my dogs have water down 
They've all, they can all have a drink if they want. But sometimes, just to break that habit, you may find if you live in a very hot country, maybe that's not a good idea. Like I say, check check with your vet. But generally speaking, your dogs to break the habit, you can't. They, most dogs can survive without water. They'll be absolutely fine from sort of uh, maybe ten o'clock at night, or even nine or eight o'clock at night, through till maybe six or seven o'clock in the morning. The other option, of course, if they are going to go to the toilet in the night and you really can't be bothered to uh, take them out, is to put down a little potty pad inside the, the pen or the room that they're in, or you could put some fake gra- grass down. There's a lot of fake grass at the minute coming out, which seems to work really well. Um, that's not a bad option. If you like me and you choose to take your puppy out um, in the middle of the night, if you've got an active puppy or an active dog, you may want to consider putting a lead on them. I've worked with a number of people who say that when they take their dog out to go toilet in the middle of the night, the dog jogs off uh, around the garden. They can't catch them at three o'clock in the morning. So, yep, consider putting a maybe three, four, five meter uh, piece of line on your dog just so that you've still got control and you can bring them quickly in. Keep it very calm and uh, low key. Um, put them back to bed and uh, they'll get into the habit of that's how it goes. Well, that just about wraps it up for toilet training. Remember, the notes for this show can be found at www.doggydan.com forward slash show two. And whether or not you've got a little puppy and you're trying to get off to the perfect start or you've got an older dog with some serious toilet training issues suddenly, the secret in both situations is knowing how to become the pack leader. So I, I suggest you take a look at my podcast called Become the Pack Leader Introduction. And once you've listened to that, you'll probably think, yep, this is the stuff I really need to know. And then you can do the podcast series, Become the Pack Leader, Golden Rules 1 to 5, which is sort of my passion. It's my dream that everybody understands these little rules and gets hold of them, which is why I've put this uh, put this all together, because that's what's going to help you develop that bond where your dog knows that you're in charge, you're the pack leader, it keeps them safe. And you you gain that respect and then you can start to do all the training that you dream of and developing that amazing bond with your dog. If you're loving these podcasts, then please consider subscribing to uh, my podcast station. Then you can give it a rating and other people will find the podcast uh, shows. Alternatively, if you love videos, then do be aware I've got a video website called theonlinedogtrainer.com. And inside there, there's well over, I think, 140 videos now of mine showing you how to raise the perfect puppy and stop any unwanted dog behaviors. So if you want to get everything now, uh, become the pack leader and get into that, then go there. Otherwise, enjoy the other podcasts which I've got coming up. Loads of more information to share with you. Anyway, have a great day. I'm Doggy Dan. Thank you for listening and love your dog. You've been listening to another episode of the Doggy Dan Podcast Show, bringing you one step closer to creating harmony with your dog.